Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome to Second Wind. And I hope that your day, wherever you are, is just as glorious as it is here. You know, it's all in our mind that we make those th- those days happen, those glorious days. One of the things I wanted to look at today was... You know, when we're in transition, we're always called upon changing something about learning. We may have to increase our skills. We may have to reach out and be more social. We may have uh, something that we will actively have to take part part in. So learning is one of those things that many times a transition requires that we do. Now, it could be for more money, it could be different lifestyle, there are numerous reasons, and each person has their own motivators, of course. Well, when I was researching why somebody continues to learn, they gave me 10, but I'm only going to address two that that I found very interesting. Improve your social network and improve your business network. Now, Whatever transition we go through, it does require that, both of those. Those people that attend workshops have an advantage of going to an educational class of some kind. Automatically, if you attend um, a small class, a workshop, uh, uh, whatever, you are thrown in with people that are what we call your tribe. In other words, In other words, they think the way you do. Maybe they're there learning a skill, maybe to grow their business, as I was and how I met our guest today, or maybe they're of like thinking. It could be a church group that you go to. It could be one that learns how to arrange flowers. I mean, I'm not qualifying the workshop, but it's any type of growth that you can get. And from being there, you also get automatically the confidence and more education in that area. So that's why I have continued growth. And everybody that goes through transition needs to embrace the continuation to learn. Now, I'm going to tell you about our guest today, who is a Montreal psychologist. Her name is Tony Ribick, and she has been a psychologist and coach for over 10 years with lots of experience and has developed a series of workshops for personal growth and wellness. She is the founder of Ribick Center and creator of True Self Psychology, 
Thus, her name is Tony Ribbick. So, welcome, Tony, to the workshop to our little workshop today. Thank on the you, Joyce. <laughs> it's so nice to be talking to you. I know. When was this? This was back in the spring, wasn't it? April. We... Yeah, yeah. We really yeah. connected. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. There was something about you that, that yeah. picked out. Yeah, yeah that nice. is. Yeah, thanks. Well, I was so interested. I went to your website, and of course, it's just full of valuable information. But I, I always like to ask my guests why, why they have chosen this work, um, your work as a psychologist and coach. Why? What, what happened in Tony's life that sort of propelled her into this career? Well, uh, <clears throat> actually, psychology is a second career for me. It was not my first. Uh, I was more translating and editing in my first um, career and um, was miserable, was miserable. <laughs> even though I love writing, even though I love the creative aspect, um, I felt I was working on projects, topics, uh, politics or um, such that were not of interest to me. So if ever a friend called me in trouble, I was more interested in helping my friend. And uh-huh. I think it was just always inside me. Like I remember when I was a child, um, being four or five years old, it's actually one of my first memories, where I was in pre-K, mm-hmm. and uh, a little boy was being scolded by the teacher. And I remember d- doing this role play in my head, like what's it like to be this child being scolded in front of everybody, how does he feel? And what would mm-hmm. it feel like for me if teachers scolded me in front of everybody? What would it be like if I was the one scolding? And I would just do this role play. Like, I'm like four years old, five years old, and I'm already developing what I know today is empathy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's always been in me to uh, understand uh, how other people think, uh, why they're doing what they're doing. So even in primary school, if I saw somebody that was hurt, I could quickly empathize because by then I'd already started um, developing that uh, that feeling. Yeah. And I went on through high school. High school, my friends often even came to me. They would even send me their friends, which I didn't know. Uh, you know, somebody, <laughs> you want to talk to somebody, talk, talk to Tony. So I really built a reputation of someone to go to. And mm-hmm. I think more than anything, that has been my training uh, throughout life. And so when I reached the age of 21 and I was miserable in my first career, I told my mom, um, you know, that I made a mistake. I said I should have <laughs> gone into psychology. And in fact, the first degree I have, I actually wrote psychology and I scratched it off because I had never been paid to help anyone. So that was weird, a weird feeling to me. So I went into um, international politics. I thought maybe, okay, I'll be a journalist or something like that and just study mm-hmm. that. And, <clears throat> and what happened uh, was my mom said to me, well, why don't you just go back to school? You, you can still do it. Like, you know, you can be 35 with a degree or 35 without a degree. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I hung up with her, the decision uh, was made. And I remember feeling this weight that I didn't even know I was carrying lifting from my shoulders. And I really felt I went back home when I went back to school. It, it just felt right. Mm-hmm. So that's, Isn't that's it my so story. It kind of also taught me the importance of what, what they say, following your bliss. Yes. Um, and really your bliss is what, you're, what comes natural to you. And because it came so natural to me, I didn't think of it as a career. I thought, well, you know, I like being there for people, like many women, um, men too, you know, but uh, women, we have it, I think, more innate. 
and uh, this nurturing uh, side. And so for me, just I thought it was just who I was. I didn't think of it as a career. So it's wonderful to actually do it as a career because I never feel like I'm working. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> it mm-hmm. feels like uh, yeah, I could have long days and they just breeze by because I enjoy what I do. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting point, listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> that Tony has just mm-hmm. shared. Those things that come easy to us many times are where we need to spend our time, right, yep. Tony? I mean, it's yeah, our the gift. habits. Uh, yeah, our habits is really where our career. If they can, if it can turn it into a career, do because it's just it makes life more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's kind of tricky to turn some of those things into careers, yeah. but there's usually a mm-hmm. way of getting it in some form into your life. So yep. the early the message came early a, on. A, an hobby. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you and you did have the power and the awareness, thank goodness for moms, that mm-hmm. um, can give us good <laughs> advice. Sounds like it was on yeah, uh, you were part of the tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um to help you move into what you really loved. Yeah. That was so good. And what what were the things that kind of can you even remember the things that were kind of slowing you down from making that transition the age thing which I think um, is pretty young <laughs> I think it was because I was already in a career so I'm already making some money and mm-hmm. the idea of going back to being a student um, mm-hmm. but I mean once I had that conversation with my mom and it was very quick uh, but I, yeah. I do remember before that being in a park, sitting in a park, and really sad and trying to convince myself that this career that I was in at the time was at least second best. <laughs> but it just was not fulfilling. But it's funny because today that's my second career. I do writing. Like, you know, my book is coming out soon. And I love writing, but I love writing in this field. I love writing in this topic. I love writing about the experience. I love the growth that psychology offers. And um, so uh, it's become a second career, my first career, <laughs> the first one I had. And it's, it's the right place. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to your website, of course, doing, getting to know you better. And mm-hmm. I, there's just so much good information on your website about your workshops Thank and, you. and everything. And you more or less, have you specialized in certain areas or do you? work in all areas there's a long list of of issues Mm -hmm. that you address but yeah you do have three areas that you primarily work with is that correct uh well i work with uh behavior modifications i'm a thought specialist i teach people how to think better um most people don't realize that the huge reason why they're suffering and why they don't have what they want in their lives is because they're not thinking the right way. They're thinking against themselves. They think against what they want and they mm-hmm. don't realize it. But when they come into my office and they're talking to me about how their relationships are in trouble, how they're not satisfied at work, well, the more they relate what they're talking about, the more I observe how they're talking about it. And mm-hmm. then we, we focus on the dialogue. And most people bypass that. They don't realize that the, the power is all in how they're thinking about things. We make things important and not how we perceive them. And it's the perception mm-hmm. that creates the reality of it. So my style also introduces all that teaching. That's where the classes come in, where oh. people, uh, you know, we're not taught uh, how to think. We're taught what to think. 
for the most part. And so these classes teaches people how their minds work, how their emotions work, how to um, be more aware of their functioning so that they're in control again and that they have choice afterwards. Mm -hmm. So that's what these classes are all about. Every class focuses on a particular area that I see the need in my with my clients. Like all my mm-hmm. classes are developed for my for my clients from what I saw they needed. You know. So mm-hmm. it's really it's teaching people how to think. So that they're yeah. really in control of their emotions, their lives and appreciating themselves. Well I'm looking here and I'm seeing relationship issues. Mm-hmm. And my question is can one person one side of the relationship, let's say it could be relationship with your boss, could be relationship with your partner. Is it, can we change effects of the relationship by us just doing our work and not bringing the other person on as well? Absolutely. Uh, I I sometimes have uh, clients come into my office and tell me, well, Tony, how do I change him? (laughs) How do I change my boss? How do I change my partner? Um, yeah. or her, and mm-hmm. uh, what I tell people is, well, let's work on you first, because part of the reason this other person is in your life is because of you. You chose them. Right. So when you chose this person or when you chose this job, where did you choose them in a good place in your life? So let's mm-hmm. work on you first. And very often, people will uh, work on themselves and uh, get more into their alignment. And all of a sudden, because you, when you like yourself better, when you take care of yourself versus when you're angry or upset or regularly anxious, it's like you're not the same person. You're not putting out there the same energy. You don't talk the same. You don't think the same. And so your interaction with people are very different when you're feeling low versus when you're mm-hmm. feeling good. And mm-hmm. so often my clients, the more they work on themselves, the more it shifts the synergy between them and this other person, or other Mm -hmm. persons, by the way. And one of two things will happen. Either that other person will match the energy, will will kind of raise themselves to and and think of, you know, they're reflecting back, so it makes them think of what they need to do as well. Mm -hmm. So either that happens or there is a break in the relationship. But if there is, you're in a better place to handle it. Because very often we choose people when we're not in a good place as well. Yes. So when we become mm-hmm. in a good place, there's, there's no longer this fit between me and this other person. Mm-hmm. And so part of yeah. it is, you know, finding that, yeah. finding if I'm healthy, I need someone healthy, right? I need someone right. who treats me well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems to be um, one of the big issues, particularly in the, the growing as we all see by the growing rate of divorce, mm-hmm. that we, um, and, and you know, we're marrying later. I'm like, why are we having more divorce if we're marrying later? <laughs> we should know ourselves better. Uh-huh. But as a product of divorce, <laughs> I can uh-huh. say I married later in life and I still went through divorce. So mm-hmm. what what is your take on that? Well, <clears throat> A couple of things. Um, one is I think we need to demystify this idea that divorce is so bad. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm saying that is because I've seen relationships, marriages that are very bad. Mm-hmm. And people allowing themselves to stay in abusive relationships. And, oh. you know, yes, therapy can work things, but you got to be with people who want to work on things. 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. and sometimes we outgrow each other as well. And sometimes what attracted us, you see, what, what attracts us in relationship is commonality. This is why we like so much each other at the beginning. We actually see, see ourselves in this other person, and we start mm-hmm. to, to like some differences in, in admiration. I like how this person is doing, you know, is more active than I am, and it inspires me to do more. So there is that at the beginning. But what mm-hmm. keeps a relationship together is if we can respect the differences. And the more we find, we get to know each other in a relationship as years go by, we get to see those differences. And sometimes they're not adjustable, or sometimes we don't learn to respect them. And that mm-hmm. creates a lot of arguments, a lot of fights. And, mm-hmm. um, and then people make this decision to leave. And something else about divorce. Um, now, it's, it's fantastic when a marriage works well. The, the recipe is to love, cherish, and honor to the best of your part, mm-hmm. to love, cherish, and honor. And yep. so many people stay for the to this part and completely forget <laughs> the first part. And the first part is the essence of staying together. And so mm-hmm. sometimes I've had people say, well, they were in, in loveless marriages, no intimacy for years, but they're staying together for other reasons than love. And um, persons would say, well, if, you, if I leave, doesn't it mean a failure? And I said, well, do you think your relationship right now is a success? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's not a success, you got, it has to be a success to, mm-hmm. to stay. You've got to want to work on it. You've got to, well, in essence, I don't like to, the word working on it. You've got to invest in it. It's more oh, investment. Yeah. You've got to see relationship as an investment because you just, you just get everything back and more. Mm-hmm. And um, what I'm going to add a little bit about the idea of divorce is in the old days, women were not able to leave unhappy marriages where they were taken advantage of or um, they were mistreated or mm-hmm. they were not appreciated. They didn't have the finances for it. Uh, yes. There was a stigma to women leaving. Mm-hmm. So one mm-hmm. of the reasons why for the longest time uh, div- there was no divorce was that. Yeah. So now that women have more power, they have more say, um, mm-hmm. You know, they want to be treated fairly in a relationship. They want to be treated right. They want to be treated with love. Mm-hmm. So that's why, yep. you know, they want to stay for the right reasons now mm-hmm. more than before. Yeah, I live in the Bible Belt, and I find that it's really hard um, for they stay for that till death do us part. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's a powerful statement and um, that many times does, particularly in the area I live, those people that are active in their church, they find it very difficult to walk away. It's Absolutely, like I have yeah. to. I made this vow. I got to stay here. Mm-hmm. And um, so, anyway, I, it is very powerful in their lives. I see that. Yeah. Well, but I think I, sometimes because people feel they need to stay there. They mm-hmm. don't invest in it anymore. But if you went to work, for example, and I, can, I, I talk to people who are in relationships, I compare some work skills. Like when you go to work, don't mm-hmm. you invest in your work? Don't you show up on time? Don't you take your clients out to dinner? Um, don't you pick up the check? Don't you go the extra mile, stay later at work because you want the promotion, you want the payback? Sure. So a lot of people, when they're at work, they do this love, cherish, and honor part. And that's why mm. it's very re- rewarding. And so relationships, mm-hmm. if people do that, if people do that, um, then they want to stay 
till death to us part. It's it's easy. It's a cinch. But I mm-hmm. think you also want to be happy in it. Right. Oh, I like that, Tony. Mm. That really makes so much sense. It's just, yes, easy to transfer over to a personal life versus your business life. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. Now, is this going to, some of this discussion going to be in your book, which is called what? Yes. What's the name of your book? Well, <laughs> the upcoming book is that's uh-huh. coming out now in September. It's Stand in Your Power. Stand in Your yeah. Power. And this is really about um, being aligned with yourself, being true to yourself, having a clarity of mind and voice so that you can manage your feelings and uh, get rid of all the toxic thoughts and self-defeating behaviors um, that are slowing you down in life and empowering you with better um, thoughts of pattern, patterns of thought. So that's what's mm-hmm. standing in your power. It's coming into yourself, your core, your alignment. I have another book that's going to come out um, early next year, and that's the relationship book, and that's called Power of Us. Both are written, by the way, they're both on the editing phase. Uh, just the power of um, the standing in your power one is coming out first, and the power mm-hmm. of us is coming out uh, a little later. Yeah. Oh, hopefully before. Well, I'm looking Valentine's forward to getting like my copies of both of them because Thank I you. think I you know too. anything you can re- help with relationships. I mean, it's not just your partner relationships; it's also your business, your friends, all of that. Um, and the best relationship is the one with yourself, because and this is the thing: so many off, so often, one of the reasons it um, it gets difficult in a relationship is that we're so dependent on our relationship with the other person. The problem with that is the other person has a say. So if mm. they don't want to show up, if they don't want to have the conversation, uh, and then it puts you all upside down. You know, I had mm-hmm. this client recently, she was telling me because her boyfriend wasn't texting her back, she just, she couldn't eat, you know? Mm. And I'm like, well, what yeah. about your relationship with yourself? Like, would you tell your girlfriend if that happened to her, don't eat? You would tell her, listen, come on, let's let's go have a, let's distract you. Let's change your mind. Let's go out laughing, um, mm-hmm. you know, or if you want to talk about it, but you got to eat, you know, mm-hmm. you got to take care of yourself. So we stop taking care of ourselves a lot in relationships. And that's my relationship with me. How do I treat me? And the better I treat myself, the better I'm asking other people to treat me, the better choices I make in the people around me as well. The, more, mm-hmm. the better my reactions are, right? And so, therefore, mm-hmm. the better I have a relationship with people because it's my relationship with myself first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. There's so. Oh, yes. This is so wonderful. Um, I'm like, wow. <laughs> I like it. So I'm glad. when okay. So you are a one woman entrepreneur and you decide that you're going to build this really a great therapy center. And mm-hmm. so how your whole reason for that was to what? I I love helping people. I mm-hmm. love seeing people's lives improve. And my mother, again, my mom, uh, <laughs> once asked me, she says, how do you, and she's, she's a very loving woman, but she's, she takes things to heart, you know, like if somebody's hurting, she's going to feel it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so she asked me once, she said, well, how do you do it, Tony, listening to people's problems all day? And I told my mom, I said, because I don't just listen to their problems, I see them evolve. The whole point of listening to someone's problems is to identify what's going on 
and then mm-hmm. we tackle these issues, resolve them. We work on development, so it's a combination of healing and development, so that the person's mm-hmm. in, a, in a wonderful place. So I see people constantly live better lives, uh, yeah. taking care of themselves. And it's, so it's not just about problems. It's about the solution. It's about the life improvement. It's about um, just witnessing. And, and it has this reverberating effect, like so often people who take care of themselves take care of others in a better way. So they're bigger mm-hmm. uh, contributing members of society as well, you know, because they have a stronger self-esteem and a stronger confidence. And, you know, so it's, yeah. it's a wonderful uh, evolution. I get to see people evolve. It's, you know, like when my, you your kids grow and they become someone. It <laughs> <yes. laughs> means my clients and it's a little yes. faster than years. <laughs> well, I am sure from a coach um, and I share that with you. The benefit of seeing someone move from pain into a productive woman that's loving her life, mm-hmm. that's having a, a fruitful day, um, it, that is that is a high on its own, isn't it? <laughs> Just to be able to see oh, that. Yeah. And I, and I mean, I know. ultimately, that's what everyone's looking for, right? How to be happy. But yes. we, we, we seek happiness outside ourselves, and it can't be. It, you can't be in your mind, beating yourself down, criticizing yourself, thinking you're not good enough, and then look outside for something to make you happy. This mm-hmm. is what will be, this is what's part-time, like, you know, either laughing with friends, either alcohol or drugs or some kind of substance or some kind of mind distraction like movies. Like some people, they're so good in public, and then mm-hmm. they're miserable on weekends if no one's around with them because they're stuck with their thoughts. You yeah, know, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, the the idea is to happiness is really an internal. If you want to hold on to the happiness and make it be consistent, that you wake up happy and not wake mm-hmm. up sad and needing to go to work mm-hmm. or needing something to make you happy, it's mm-hmm. the internal job. And that's right. where someone like me and you come in because you know we understand that it's inside, and so and that's and you got to love it. You, you know, I tell people mm-hmm. it shouldn't be work to take care of yourself. And we see it as, when I have time, I'll put some time into it. You know, I didn't have time for my seven-minute meditation. If you don't have time for your seven-minute meditation, there's no way you're happy. Right. You know, there's no way you, because you're not even thinking of how important that is for you, for your wellness. It's food for your soul. It's food for your mind. Mm -hmm. And so that it just shows me why somebody is unhappy. So I think we need to love self-care. We need to see self-care and by the way, I'm going to define this because people tell me sometimes, but Tony, I am taking care of myself. I am going to spas or I am going out. And really, well, how are your thoughts when you're going out? Right. You know, self-care is how yeah. I treat myself. Um, am I compassionate? Am I self-supportive? When something goes on around me, something goes amiss, do I criticize myself or do I learn from it and encourage myself? When someone mm-hmm. doesn't call me back, when I didn't get the job, when I didn't get the person in my life, the guy or the girl, uh, do I blame myself and think something's wrong with me? And why didn't they choose me? Or do I say, you know what, I'm strong and I'm a good person and I just, he's, you know, they're just right. not the one and I'm going to attract somebody else who is the one. Like, how do you yeah. talk to yourself? And that's what self-care is. Yeah. Quieting the self-talk. So that you can appreciate who you are is a is a very important transition move. We'll all mm-hmm. go through it. We all have been through it, and we'll mm-hmm. continue. Some of us to continue working on it. It's not an overnight 
change. But when we come back, Tony and I will continue to discuss those thoughts that keep us thinking small and in pain. So stay tuned. We'll be back with Tony Rubick. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Today we are learning and sharing time with Tony Ribic, a psychologist and coach in Montreal, Canada. Um, I invite you to go to her website, www.trueself-psychology.com and see the the many things that Tony offers there through her uh, Ribic Center and also a creator of True Self Psychology. Now, Tony... And by the way, if anyone goes to the website, there's currently mm-hmm. right now, you can put your email in so that when the book is available the next coming weeks, you're going to be about the first to know. And I'm also having an online class that's going to come out. And anybody signing up, they'll be they're put on that list to be the first to know. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Great. I'll be signing up. I want y'all to sign up. (laughs) (laughs) This is about (laughs) (laughs) continuing education for sure. Um, Now, when I looked at your website, I I see the psych, you divided your, your, offerings into three categories and one is psychology Mm -hmm. services which i truly understand um the growth there and healing and growing and aligning Mm -hmm. oneself you do the workshops and events which are local correct yep yep and and then you do something called power of gratitude and i was particularly drawn to that because i appreciate the power of gratitude Mm -hmm. so can you Mm -hmm. share that a little bit more with the listeners. Yes. Um, like I said, a lot of the classes come out from what I've noticed from clients. And one of the things I noticed throughout the years was how 
we tend to focus on things we don't have. We tend to focus on things that go wrong. We tend to focus on things that hurt us. And Mm -hmm. all that focus in the negative direction pulls us down. And so even if you have things in your life, uh, like money, like love, friends, a good job, you won't see it. You won't feel it. And so very often, even clients will even tell me that they're disconnected emotionally. And that's what stewing in all that negativity for a while does. And so I started the, the Power of Gratitude I, a couple of years ago, uh, maybe about three, four years ago, was my first event. It was actually a fundraising, and it went very well. People were telling me, um, you know, weeks later how they still felt that vibration from that evening because you're not alone doing it. You're doing it in a group. And it's really mm-hmm. two hours where that's all we're talking about is things to be grateful for. So um, about a year and a half ago, I started doing it as a monthly because I realized that it has to be a practice because people often say they appreciate things. So they're going to say, yeah, yeah, you know, I do appreciate my job. I do appreciate my, my partner. Uh, but, and after the but, they're going to tell me everything that's wrong. <laughs> and it's not to say that we can't acknowledge what's wrong, but when we acknowledge the negative more than the positive, mm-hmm. then it's mm-hmm. a different life than if you did the opposite. So students of mine who come practice gratitude every month, they have, um, they have indicated such a um, higher vibration of living in their life where they're more assertive, they're calmer, um, they are more appreciative, they notice the small stuff rather than the big things. And uh-huh. so the more you practice gratitude, the more you see that it is an energy, it is a power, it is a lifestyle. It's not uh-huh. just something here and there we notice. It's not mm-hmm. a skill, gratitude. It's, it's, it's a way of living. And when you live in that, you feel the essence of it. You feel the power of it. And life does not look at all the same. The same life you can have, and it doesn't look at all the same. It doesn't feel the same. It feels stronger. You feel, wow, I'm so lucky to have this life, mm-hmm. rather than before feeling miserable. And then because you're in this uh, different energy with, uh, with it, you have slowly your life starts to change. Um, Mm -hmm. Better people, uh, healthier people, rather, uh, comes into your life. And Mm -hmm. people who are more positive will be surrounding you. You make these healthier choices. And so it's it's just reverberating effects. So instead of having these downward spirals that people go Mm -hmm. through and they're feeling down, it's an upward spiral that uh, more and more good things happen to you. And this is pretty amazing because I I I work with thousands of people throughout the years and it is, it is so true that the more you take care of yourself, the more you see the good you have and appreciate what you have, the better your life gets. It is so true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is where well, our power is. How do you emphasize? Now, I know a lot of people walk around with gratitude in their head, but it's getting it into the heart. Do you have a technique mm-hmm. that gets them to start feeling the gratitude? It's really a practice. It's a really practice. A practice. One of the things, if I can pass on to your audience, one of the things that they can do, and it seems trivial, but it's oh so powerful, two things. In the morning, you uh, take seven minutes, seven minutes, <laughs> you put it on your timer, seven minutes of self-appreciation, not gratitude, self-appreciation, say things you like about yourself. Now, when you're not used to this, most people can't even do a minute, okay? <laughs> but it's to bring yourself up to seven minutes. And, seven? You know, wow. Uh, yes. Okay. Seven minutes. 
And at night before you go to bed, you name five things that happen that you're grateful for in your day. Now, that's not self-appreciation. And the difference is this. Gratitude is what I receive, what comes to me, what, and that I notice that this thing came to me. And um, self-appreciation is who I am to offer everyone mm-hmm. else. So if I'm recognizing all my good qualities, people think it's vain. It's absolutely not vain. It's a recognition of myself. We do this with others all the time. We tell people how great they are, and it doesn't make them necessarily vain. Vanity is putting myself up at the expense of others. I have to put people down, and I Mm. don't. um, That's what vanity is. But Mm self-care, self-appreciation is just recognizing my power, recognizing uh, that I, you know, I, I do have a, like sometimes, let me give you an example. I once had a client who, she was a stay-in-the-home mom. She didn't feel valued. So yes. I said, well, what do you do with your day? She says, well, I cook for my kids. I clean the house. I make sure everybody's okay that, uh, you know, that when they come home, it's a clean house and that they have a nice meal. I prepare their meals for the next day. And, you know, I do all kinds of events, uh, also like a belong to a charity group and like she was saying all these things where she was just giving her herself to everybody and i said mm-hmm. and and you do not see how valuable you are and she looked at me and she said no <laughs> and so so it's but, like she wasn't even making herself what she was offering worthy but mm-hmm. that's wonderful what she was doing she's a, she's a strong member of society but it's like people think that if i um appreciate myself it's at the expense of that and it's the opposite she can love herself and give and probably give more so that's a self-appreciation in the morning the gratitude in the evening is recognizing in my day what came to me and i'm saying today because most people when they go into gratitude they go very general they appreciate life they appreciate the air they appreciate the sunlight uh, they go big mm-hmm. and but you got to connect with your life because life Very responds to you, it responds yeah. to life comes from you, and it responds to you. So you got to recognize that. You got to be aware mm-hmm. of that. And the more you're aware of it, the more you practice that awareness of who I am and what I have to offer, and what I receive. And you practice it, and you notice it, and you can notice it for seven minutes in the morning and five good qualities at night. And you practice this morning and night. You know, shouldn't take more than ten minutes. Yeah. But it changes mm-hmm. your mind because it, it trains your mind to focus on the good, on the positive. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it go from a, an intellectual experience to a heartfelt one. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I was having a discussion yesterday. And um, this particular person was trying to move from the survival mode into... You know, we all like the survivor. It's a TV program. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves the <laughs> yeah, survivor. They're yeah. all rating, they're cheering for the underdog. But I mm-hmm. think many of us live as the survivor instead mm-hmm. of living in the gratitude of where we are today, of what mm-hmm. we have today. And I just, I don't know. Yesterday it was just, I kept thinking about that because I'd never put that connection before. And I thought, wow, if we could change that mindset right there, Mm -hmm. I am surviving. I'm surviving through this month. I'm surviving this week. Mm -hmm. I'm surviving this day and switch it to 
Look at what I get to do today. Mm-hmm. Look at what I get this week. Look at what's coming. It's mm-hmm. all coming. <laughs> and if yes. just that shift, wouldn't that make a difference in someone's life? Um, huge. And somebody who hears you talk right now and hears what you just said will think, well, I do have debt. I am mm-hmm. uh, raising mm-hmm. my kids on my own. They're, they're going to go mm-hmm. back. But here are the big problems. How do I appreciate things or the small things if I have all these overwhelming big problems? And mm-hmm. and it really, and, and it's not to, not to acknowledge, of course, the problems are initially there. They can change. They're initially there. Yeah. What I tell people is, what I train my clients, Um, and teach in my classes is it's not what happens to you. It's where you focus and how you focus. Mm -hmm. But those, even you can have all these problems and still have a conversation with a girlfriend or a guy friend and laugh, Mm -hmm. or you can still see a movie that, you know, puts you in a good spirit. You still could, um, you know, have something nice happen to you and you, you're, it makes you jolly. So you are able to change your emotions here and there. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. problem, and, that, and the reason is because you stopped focusing on the problem and you started focusing on the little things that gave you a better feeling. And because your focus is on something that makes you feel better, it gives this illusion that it's the thing that created the emotion. Just like when you're thinking of your problems, it gives the illusion that it's your problems creating how you feel, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Between how I feel and what's happening to me on the outside, it's how I think about it. So mm-hmm. uh, what I teach people is to come back to your thoughts. Control those things. Don't mm-hmm. control the outside world because you never can. You never can mm-hmm. without controlling your thoughts because there's an alignment between how you think and what's happening to you. And most mm-hmm. people think the uh, outside happened first, and it didn't. It's the inside <laughs> that happened first. And even if right. the outside, let's say if it did happen first, your power to change it comes from the inside. And mm-hmm. so, like I said, I constantly see people transform because not only we, we resolve the issues, but all issues are resolved by changing the thought patterns that created the issue, or at least that keeps you in the issue. It didn't create mm-hmm. it. You know, sometimes we're just born into it, but you have the mm-hmm. power to change it once you understand that it is a, a shift in thinking that creates uh, a shift mm-hmm. in the outside world. So, mm-hmm. and the thing also about survival, I feel, is it's also an inner conflict. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people, it, you know, they're trying too hard to change, again, the outside without changing the inside, but guaranteed, if you change the inside, I mean, how many people, I like, I know people who are mega rich, mm-hmm. and they're miserable, they're in my office. And I know people who are who don't have much, like financially, whatever. But every day, you just like spending time with them because they're in their joy. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's really an inner experience. And the more people get this, the more they get it. The more and the more time they spend inside their mind, the mm-hmm. more transformation. Not only they'll have first the transformation is in their feeling, and mm-hmm. then the transformation will appear externally at some point yeah so powerful now when a woman take when when a person takes on i don't want to just say women because it's also just as important for men but when a person goes through transition they want it to happen tomorrow (laughs) 
and being realistic. Mm-hmm. Is there, uh, can you, can you give a time schedule to this? It's if so on their mindset, uh, it, mm-hmm. the transformation will not happen overnight. And you're right. If people are looking for that quick fix, you can have mm-hmm. a quick fix, by the way, but it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, And this is why I said before that self-care has to be fun. It has to be something you incorporate. It's something you want to do. And because the more you do that, the more it's not work. And a transformation will happen in a very short amount of time, um, anywhere from a few weeks to a few months, because that's how, what, I, what I'm an expert at is how the mind works, how uh, the mind is really a computer. And mm-hmm. it, how we think, the way we think is the software. Our beliefs are softwares. Our mm-hmm. uh, opinions are softwares. Our perceptions are softwares. So the idea mm-hmm. is to change the software, but you have to understand how the mind works. And the mind, just like when you go to school, it learns by repetition across time. The more you repeat something, um, you will remember it. Like if I say, you know, six times six, you know, well, 36. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I did it so much in primary school <laughs> I just know it. And you know songs. How do you know songs? Well, because I kept singing and I kept hearing it. And I started, uh, you know, remembering some of the words and eventually started remembering sentences, full paragraphs, and now I can sing along. So the repetition uh, creates in your mind a neural pathway. So when you are learning a, a new language, and I talk about self-care as a language to my students, that it is a language. People say, well, I don't know how to do it. Well, that's like saying, I don't know how to speak Japanese. Like, do you know how to speak Japanese, Joyce? <laughs> you know? No, but, no. No, but if you sat down every day, uh, half an hour, and you start learning the words, and you start articulating the words, and you start putting eventually sentences together, and all of a sudden you can have a few ideas, all of a sudden you can have a conversation, a broken conversation, but you can have one, and within a few months you'll be able to you know, speak more, a little more fluently. And with time, yes. it's going to be very fluent. You won't even notice you're speaking Japanese practically. Like here in Quebec, where I'm from Montreal, we speak English and French. And very often we change languages between each other. We, you know, um, <laughs> you start French and English in the and same sentences. And we don't even <laughs> notice it because it's so common for us to do so. Like somebody mm-hmm. else who's either English or either just French will notice it, but not someone who speaks both languages. So mm-hmm. self-care is the same thing. You, The more you practice it, the more you get good at it, and the easier it becomes. But if in practicing it, you go back to your old language, then mm-hmm. you're practicing your old language. Mm-hmm. So what are you practicing? Are you practicing more the skill, the language of self-care, self-love, or are you mm-hmm. practicing more the self-critical voice? Because that's what you're doing. Every day you have a choice. You live in the now. So every day you have this choice of, of how you think. But it is a training. And this is where, you know, either taking a workshop or going to see a professional um, can help you develop that skill, develop that language. Just like if I learned to speak Japanese, I would go somewhere to help me out with that language at first. And eventually I become autonomous. Mm-hmm. And I can speak now with others, yeah. Definitely. So that's what yeah, yeah, we don't realize that, that you know, the programming that we got with negative, which came from our environment, um, started very early from when we were babies. And so sometimes the the expectation that we could overcome that and erase all those years 
of mm-hmm. conditional thinking um, is is just not real. But it is amazing that if we give the time and practice to it, that it mm-hmm. could be overcome in months. Yep, it, it is. It is, and the reason why people think it can't change. And I'm in the business of change. So I see people change. And I can tell you when someone's not changing. And the person who's not changing is the person who doesn't believe they can. Because yeah. you are manifesting your thoughts. If I think I can't do it, my brain's going to work with me not to do it. It's, it's, mm-hmm. a very, it's, it's this working relationship between my mind and my consciousness. And so um, when people believe they can't change, very often it's because that's what they've known most of their lives. Mm-hmm. And so they can't imagine phantom a different reality. But mm-hmm. this is why I compare it to a language, because you can't phantom speaking Japanese either. Or you, mm-hmm. you, or, uh, you can't phantom it until you learn it. And all of a sudden, in learning it, in practicing it, you know, you're mm-hmm. wrong at first, but you, can, you start to feel that it's possible. And then a feeling of possibility and the dedication to just get up and do it um, mm-hmm. eventually gets you know, builds these new neural pathways because you can't think differently than what you're programmed. It's pretty amazing. You cannot mm-hmm. think differently than what you're programmed to think. If I'm raised mm-hmm. in an environment where I'm Catholic, I'm going to think like a Catholic. I don't know anything about a different religion. And right. if I'm raised in a you know, Muslim home or a Jewish home, I'm going to learn a different set of values of rules and not know much about what's it like to be a Catholic. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty amazing that your brain is a function, really, of your environment. And then you see the world through those wirings, and you interpret the world through those wirings. Mm-hmm. And this is why it's so important to understand how your mind works, because then we're open to the differences we have mm-hmm. with other people. Yeah, for sure. Like, if I All was right. born now, in Texas, like for... I wouldn't speak French. What? But I'm born, if I were in Texas where you are, I wouldn't speak French. But because of here I'm in Montreal. We hardly I'm... speak English sometimes. We have our own <laughs> language as well. <laughs> so, but I do love French. I think it sounds very beautiful. It's a beautiful language. Mm-hmm. Well, I want the listeners to be able, because I can tell, can't you tell people out there, don't you hear the the knowledge that Tony has that can help in transitions and transitions in your life. And so going to her website, and Tony, would you like to share with us again your your offerings and your website and yes. how we can get <clears throat> to know more about you? Yeah, so it's, the website is True Self, one word psychology.com that's the website if you sign up to the email list there you will be among the first to receive uh, the book when it comes out shortly after my online class is coming out because I've had a lot of people say they want to come to my classes but they don't live in Montreal so I'm mm. working right now on transforming the Sending Your Power class um, into an online class. That's one of my 13 classes, but it's more than that. I did a combination of a few of my classes into that one, and uh, that's going to be coming out. So you're going to receive the news um, about it for sure, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a bonus um, uh, also on it or you know, a rebate uh, for sure mm-hmm. for the first ones who have access to this information, who want it, who want to purchase it. So for sure there's mm-hmm. going to be a bonus. And mm-hmm. um, uh, I also have a Facebook uh, fan page, which is True Self Psychology. 
And I also have on Facebook, it's called True Self Community. True Self, by the way, is written in one word. And the reason mm-hmm. it's written in one word is because I identif- it's an identity. It's your true self. Mm-hmm. And the True Self Community uh, online, um, what we do is that we talk about things we love about ourselves. So people share. <laughs> it's, it's a private group, so uh, whatever you share remains among us. And people on a regular basis will be posting, you know, what they love about themselves and then, you know, get kudos from other people. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing in December a 21-day of self-love. So every day, to everybody to post something Wonderful. they like and love about themselves. This will be Wonderful. December to start uh, the new year with a higher energy, a higher sense of self. And um, to spell my name is Tony, T-O-N-I, Rebic, R-E-B-I-C. Uh, so if you put that online, I'm also reachable. And, you know, I, we do Skype sessions uh, as well. And uh, so, you know, anybody lets me know that they're part of your audience, we're going to do sp- something special for them. Oh, good. Well, do you have anybody in Texas, Ribbick in Texas? I do know one person named Ribbick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you may have a long lost cousin down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I recently went to uh, Croatia, where we're from, and Rebek is pretty popular. There's a river there, Rebek. There was an island called Orebek, uh, oh. the street Rebek. I was like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> where somebody's here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you are, cool. for sure. It's so interesting to to travel and see things like that happen or identify a name and you go, Oh yeah, I must be connected yeah. here. <laughs> so, yeah, nice. well, one of the things that we always like to talk about is you have certainly expanded your reach. You have a, a YouTube channel as well, where people can go yeah. and hear more about true self psychology. Well, the true self, uh, psychology website again. True self is one word. Uh, psychology uh-huh. on the YouTube channel, and I've. It, there are many videos offering people. Uh, really, like again, um, my students are fantastic, or my clients, because they give me a lot of ideas to uh-huh. be um, videotaping, and so um, this is really nice skills. Uh, thinking again, always about these thinking patterns, always about owning yourself and being true to yourself is what I'm about. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, your audience and anybody watching on a YouTube video will get uh, a lot of insights into how um, they could feel better, they can treat themselves better, and Mm -hmm. you don't have to go a lot of places to figure it out. (laughs) If you practice, if you look at one video... And you just practice within that one video because the mind learns by repetition. So if you just regularly think about it, practice it, you know, <clears> just there you're going to see some transformation. Because whatever we, you know, I tell my son, don't think of winning. Think of practicing because whatever you practice, you'll become good at, you know. And whatever you're good at, you have a chance of being the best at or winning or, you know, at least being among those that are really top notch. But if you don't practice, how do you become good at something? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, some of the titles that I particularly like are Can People Really Change? How to Change Other People, uh, Four Easy Steps to Stop Anxiety, mm-hmm. Fear of Freedom, How to Change Fear into Freedom. So there are many topics that will resonate with people I know. So, Tony, I want to say thank you so much for oh, being with so us nice. today. so nice for you to have me. <laughs> I am Such so nice thankful host. for 
<laughs> yeah, I'm so thankful for the connection here because it's it's ena- enabled me to expand you and my audience get the benefit of hearing such great information. So I thank Thank you very much for being with us today on Joyce Buford Empowers, which is A Second Wind with Joyce. So thank you very much, Tony. Thank you very much. Thanks to your audience all as well for listening. And uh, I I hope you work on just (laughs) focusing on yourself and feeling good. Yeah, for sure. Now, before we leave today, I want to share... that how you can go and get my book, which I mm-hmm. released in the earlier part of this year. It is called Effortless Happiness, How to Find How Finding Your Core Values Can Help You Find Your Voice. Finding your voice is the power that we all need to live a life more fulfilled. Now you do this by identifying what are those values that you have what are those things that really drive your genius and the best of you so go to this book order it on amazon.com and begin the journey today thank you very much for being with us today um it is always a pleasure to share my visitors with you I always think of what will be beneficial for you to listen to. So, be here next week for another broadening experience. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, Women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services and 